0: This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Welcome everyone to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. And have I got a guest for you today. I am really thrilled to have with me today, Lisa Hansen and... As you know, what I'm trying to teach you is all about habits and how to create healthy habits for a healthy lifestyle, which is really a very broad topic. And so we've been talking about a lot of different aspects of healthiness. And I brought Lisa on today um, because, you know, there's that expression that people come into your life and leave footprints and you're never quite the same. And Lisa has done that for me, and I am so excited to gift her to all of you today. So welcome, Lisa. Oh, thank you so much, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. So excited. Um, So let me tell everybody a little bit about you and then we'll get started. Lisa is a certified life and weight loss coach. Her new program, Weight Loss for Women Who Always Gain the Weight Back, launches mid-April 2021. She specializes in helping women overcome stress and emotional eating to find food freedom and finally lose the weight for good. She also specializes in helping women with autoimmune conditions to manage their minds when it comes to the food choices that best serve their bodies and why it's so hard to resist eating a cookie even when we know it makes us feel sick. Lisa herself lost almost 100 pounds but struggled with being up and down with her weight until she figured out the secret to keeping it off for life. Her work as a life coach helps all women overcome stress, live a life full of self-acceptance and self-love, parenting and have healthy relationships. Previously, Lisa was a holistic health practitioner for 16 years, Specializing in detox cleanses and the digestive system. She's also in the Millionaire Club within a network marketing company and has built a business that has earned multiple seven figures. Lisa is a single mom to her wonderful teenage daughter and believes that when we learn how to manage our minds, we have the power to change our lives, thus reaching our goals and dreams. And that is why I invited Lisa on today so she can tell us all about mindset work and why it's such an important part of healthy habits. So welcome again. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you for that warm welcome. I feel the same way about you. Uh, well, it, you're, you've been a gift. You have been such an incredible gift to me, and the work that you do is so special and really so unique. You know, I've I you can hear um, similar messages, you know, and then sometimes you hear it from the right person in the right way and it just really sticks. And you have that way of saying things in just the right way with just the right tone that hits home. And so I am really excited for you to share what you're doing today. So tell us a little bit, let's start with how did you get into life coaching?
1: I think that, you know looking back at my life i'm 52 years old right now and looking back at my life i can say that i've been primed for this my whole life and i just didn't know it i was always growing up the teacher when we did play or the one in charge and then even when i went to um i went to school to become a teacher and even though that didn't work out i was always seeking out professions where I was either in that leadership role or I was um, the one kind of directing people and showing them how to improve. But I was also doing a lot of spiritual improvement on myself and had always sought out teachers, someone I could learn from. And then if I outgrew that person, I would seek out someone else to just continue to evolve. And then when I became a network marketer um, for the last 11 years, I was teaching women how to build their business. But what I soon discovered was that building their business, it didn't have to do with the house. It had to do with the whys. It had to do with why are we doubting ourselves? Why are we not doing the things that we know how to do? And to really take a look at Is it the relationship with the kids? Is it the relationship with themselves? Is it the relationship with their um, spouse that is holding them back? And so doing that for so long, I learned that um, that's what I was becoming better and better at. And so it naturally just moved into life coaching because I was looking for a way to teach everything that I was doing. other people. And so I would say that it just has been an evolution throughout my whole life to get me here.
0: That's such an amazing story. It's really just who you are and who you've always been, but you have um, been involved in many other careers and you've been incredibly successful. And I love the idea that one thing just leads you to the next, which leads you to the next. And it's all this story that's unfolding. You don't necessarily know where it's going to bring you, but you know, as you've always said, like it, it all happens for a reason and it's all bringing you to where you are at the right time, um, for the right reason. So it's an amazing story. So, um, some people might be familiar with how a life coach works and what that really entails, but not everybody is. So tell us a little bit about what that involves.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and, and you're right. Some people do know, and some people don't. So, A life coach is really good at holding space for their clients and asking thought-provoking questions to help show them their own minds, to redirect them inward instead of outward. And so when we can see our own minds, it brings about an awareness that our mindset and all of our thoughts and all of our mind drama and all the stories that we make up is in the driver's seat. and and controlling our lives. And we're so identified with our thoughts that we don't even realize that that's what's happening. But when we are shown what our mindset is doing for our lives, we can take our power back. We can be in the driver's seat and to know, hey, wait a minute, I have what's called an adult brain with my prefrontal cortex. I can be the one to be in charge of what I'm thinking and that everything that I'm thinking um, and all the mindset I'm having and all the stories that I'm creating, I have a choice about how I want to tell it and I can be in the driver's seat. And when, then when you do this, um, you start to get the results that you want in your life.
0: That's such an amazing shift. I mean, first of all, a lot of, you know, even people who know about, um, about their thoughts and about mindset still fall victim to this that our thoughts happen so fast, you know, they zoom by and they're in the background. And most of the time we're not even aware. And if you've not done any of this work, then you're most definitely not aware of the thoughts that you're having. And it is so powerful to really learn this process of tuning in to what those thoughts are. And um I don't know if you have people Tell you this, but I do similar work with maybe different packaging in my profession as a psychologist. And what I hear from people is that it's the feeling, like they notice the feeling changes first. Like maybe you have that pit in the stomach, you're minding your own business, and all of a sudden you have a pit in your stomach, and you're like, what the heck? You know, I was perfectly happy a second ago. And if you trace your thoughts back, you can figure out what the culprit was. And so you can go backwards and say, well, I was thinking about this. And then I was thinking about this. And then, oh my God, I had that one thought, what if this? And it's that one what if thought that totally derails you and gives you that pit in your stomach. And now you're paralyzed and now you're not taking the action that you sought out to do. And those two words, even if you don't get any further than those two words, that enough can just stop you in your tracks. And yet... It just happens without our awareness unless you've done all of this work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is um, something that I teach my clients as well is that until you get good at catching it and the thoughts, you need to start with the feelings because especially women, we're so in touch with how we feel. Not every woman, of course, but most of us. And what a lot of people don't realize is that all of our feelings are caused by our thoughts. We don't have a feeling until we have a thought about it. And so, yeah, to backtrack like that, Mm -hmm. the way that you just described it is perfect.
0: Yeah, it's so true that I never really thought about like that, that our feelings, that that they all stem from our thoughts.
1: Yeah, pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. And um, so you, you teach people the process of how to become more aware, like first how to just, you know, understand how important our thoughts are and our mindset and then to teach them how to become more aware of what they're thinking. And that's step one, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's actually my strategy. Number one that I have on my list to share today.
0: Would you like me to share some strategies? Yeah. So tell us, um, yeah. So that's a good picture of how a life coach helps people um, by holding the space and teaching them Um, Well, do a recap. So you're going to do it better justice than I am. So you hold the space for people and teach people how to, as a life coach.
1: Ask thought-provoking questions about why they're feeling a certain way. Taking a pause, slowing Mm -hmm. down the stories. Because as you know, with the work that you do, people come in with mind drama. They come in with a big story and they need to get that all out. Absolutely. 100%. We need to hold space for them to feel heard and to be seen. And once that's out, then we can dissect it Mm -hmm. by asking questions. And most of the time when you ask the right question, well, why did you say this? It slows them down so much that a lot of times I go, I don't even know. (laughs) I have no idea. Right. It's like, they can look, you can look at it from a different perspective when you slow it down.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and it's not easy knowing how to ask those questions that are going to really get at the heart of the matter is not easy. And that's why you are so good at what you do, because I think just instinctively, you just know how to (laughs) ask the right question.
1: Yeah, well, a good life coach will um, do their own work so that they can be fully present mm-hmm. with, um, without a million thoughts going through their own mind. And so that holding that space of presence for the person is really super important, too.
0: That's a really good point. That's a really good point. So people probably don't even realize that that's what's going on in the background for the life coach herself. Um, Yeah. All right. So step one is becoming more aware. So I was going to ask you, what are some of the strategies that you teach people as part of your life coaching? So, um, and as part of working on their mindset. So step one is becoming more aware, slowing down and having someone ask you the questions to kind of pull out what these thoughts are that are getting you tripped up. And what's step two? Where do you go from there?
1: Well, if it's okay with you, Carol, I would like to expand a little bit on oh, that yeah. because there's a certain strategy that we can teach people right now that, should yeah. take, that will take a couple of seconds. Um, so me, most people don't realize that we spend our whole lives being identified with our thoughts. And like I was saying before, it's in the driver's seat of our lives. So the first thing with that pause is it's always awareness for sure. But how do we have awareness? So what I teach is a thought download or some people call it to do a brain dump It's kind of like um, getting all of our thoughts and our stories that we tell ourselves on paper. And you can just do this in the morning and it takes set a timer for five minutes and you just get out everything that you're worried about, ruminating about all the stuff that you're carrying over from the day before. Maybe you had a fight or an argument or the kids, it was hard to get the kids to bed And you just, I'm feeling frustrated because of blah, blah, blah. If you have a hard time when you do that of of getting all your thoughts out that are in there, then you just write at the very top of your paper, how am I feeling right now? And then you check in with yourself. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling worried. And then you ask the question, why? Why? And then, when you answer that question, you'll get all your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we do it pen to paper, this is scientifically proven. Something happens in our brain where it stops. Circulating and swirling up in our heads, causing our body and our organs so much stress and putting stress on our adrenals, it stops that mind body connection. And the brain can look at it in written form from a different place objectively, and it can then begin to study it. And what you do when you do that is you take the power away from them. Okay. So that's the first step. So that's how you start to have awareness. And after we start doing this for a while and you make it a, I know you're all about daily habits, of course, and having a morning routine. This takes five minutes, literally. And it's a game changer. I promise you it will change your life. Um, After you do it for a while, then you will start to develop the skill of seeing your thoughts and mind drama As it's happening and not having to wait until we feel like complete crap, right? So, um, for example, let's say that you have a fight with your spouse and afterwards, especially women, what we do or we tend to do is we carry that fight with us all day long like a little baby in a little um, baby carrier, right. All day long with us. We're ruminating about it. He's such a jerk, or he, I should have said this, or he should have said that he shouldn't do this. He should do that. He should just know, you know, like, like he should be a mind reader. And if you find that you can't sleep at night or it's just staying with you all day, take five minutes and, and write it all out and don't filter it either. We're not talking about it being pretty. Nobody's going to read it. Just get it all out. You know, why should he have known that the kids needed blah, blah, blah. Like, like whatever it's going to be, just get it all out. Do that brain dump. So then you can take a step back from it and disconnect from the drama that's been created in the head from the stories that we tell ourselves. And then look at it sentence by sentence by sentence and say, is this even true? You know, because a lot of times, especially with um, couples is he always does this and he never does this. And then when we see it on paper, we can see that that's not even true. And we have to remember that feeling worried and ruminating about it and having it affect our whole entire day and being stressed out about it, all of those feelings are caused by sentences in our head, sentences in our head that we have about that one fight. And if we can stop it in its tracks, then that's what I was talking about before, Then it won't be in the driver's seat anymore. We take our power back, become more empowered to say, hey, whoa, put on the brakes, wait a minute. I wanna be the one sitting in the driver's seat and I can tell this story however way I want.
0: Oh my God, that's so powerful. So um, how do you go from you so you dump the the thought onto paper? And, and that's such a, a great point about how different it is to have it swirling around in your head versus literally dumping it out onto paper. Um do you teach people the next step? Maybe I don't want to jump ahead, but so how do how do you actually take it back so that you're in the driver's seat?
1: Well, you get your power back by questioning each sentence, by questioning each thought, and then just asking, do I want to believe this? Do, um, you know, you can ask, is this true? You can ask, um, do I want to believe this? this? Is this how I want to think about my husband? And so the next step would then be you, you hear me say all the time, I don't believe in affirmations. Mm-hmm. Affirmations are rainbows and fluffy bunnies and unicorn land, right? Which is great. But sometimes when we have a deep wound, affirmations is like slapping a bandaid on the wound, but we really need stitches. So with life coaching, what we teach is our ladder thoughts. Okay. So maybe you don't believe that your husband, for example, to use that example again, You don't believe he's a complete jerk, but you do believe that he was a jerk in this situation. You can start taking control back by saying, whoa, wait a minute. Do I want this story that my mind has created to run my life right now? And it's almost like you're dissecting each part of the story Mm -hmm. and start questioning it. And then you can start to say intentional thoughts. What do I want to be thinking about my husband? What do I want to be thinking about myself? Because maybe you're beating yourself up just as much as you're beating your husband up over the situation. Maybe you're throwing in the kids and then you're throwing in the dogs and you're throwing in the fact that you both work. And then you're throwing in the fact that the house is a complete disaster. So you got this big, huge story here. When we take it apart, Then we start to, um, realize and make a choice in that moment. Do I want to believe this story that my mind has created about this or not, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we can come have a conversation with our spouse, um, without all of the drama and without all the emotions and we can handle it in an adult way instead of more of a, um, emotional childhood type of way.
0: Yeah. So you're in a much better place to problem solve and address the conflict when you're not responding so emotionally.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Um, What else do you have up your sleeve? What else do you teach people?
1: Well, once you begin to see your own thoughts, I have one rule with all of the clients that I work with. And that rule is you are not allowed to beat yourself over Up over them. You're not allowed to beat yourself up over them. And this is what happens with a lot of people when they start to do thought work and they start to do the thought downloads and they get to see all the negative thoughts are in their head that they weren't aware of. They start to then beat themselves up over having them. And the most important thing that I would love to teach your audience is our thoughts happen to us in the same way that our heart beats the ones that just come flooding into our mind are programmed from our childhood from teachers from peers from bosses from life experiences they're all programmed in there and they get triggered by a situation and then they come flooding out just like money comes spitting out of an atm we it happens to us. And so when we can start to see and it starts to unfold all the negative thoughts that we have in our head, a lot of people will start to then beat themselves up and say, what's wrong with me? I want everyone to know that there is nothing wrong with you at all. The only thing is that you're human. And there's no cure for being human. There's only acceptance. We have to learn to trust and accept that this is part of the human condition, that we have pre-programmed and conditioned thoughts in there that just come spewing out. And so what happens when we start to see them, we start to judge ourselves for having them. We start to beat ourselves up. And what that does is it compounds our negative feelings because on top of the hurt or the anger, for example, that you have from an argument with your spouse, and then you write out all the thoughts that you have about it and this big story that's been created, what can happen after we see it is then you feel shame and then you feel regret and then you start to like turn it inward and beat yourself up over it and so there's no doing that um it's what makes us feel worse and so what i teach instead is to learn how to transform those thoughts that we see into empowering thoughts instead of shaming thoughts so how we talk to ourselves is the most important thing in life we're with ourselves 24 7 no one else is And so we get a choice in every given moment to be our own worst enemy or to be our greatest cheerleader.
0: So, can you give me an example of what you would want your clients to be saying? So, I, you know, like to prevent that double whammy of not only being upset about the situation, but then also beating yourself up because you have those thoughts. What would you want people to say to step out of that shame and into something more compassionate?
1: Um, things like I am human. It's okay that I overreacted. I know that I was in the wrong and that's okay. I can have a conversation with my spouse afterwards. Um, boy, I I got really angry and yeah, that's part of being human. We all react. And so Acknowledging that whatever way you behaved and responded is okay, because from that place of acceptance, you can then start to make changes so that it becomes less and less each time and the charge behind it weakens. But if we don't bring in that self-compassion and that acceptance for how we behaved in any certain situation and we compound it it's going to just keep repeating itself because we haven't softened anything around it.
0: Oh, I love that softened. Yeah. So how does this all come full circle to weight loss? I definitely see the value in doing this in and of itself. And then how does this all connect with weight loss?
1: Because the number one thing I teach is that it's not about the food. It never is and it never will be about the food. Most weight loss programs teach us the how, and just this is what you need to do and follow these set of rules or this program or measure your food or whatever it is. What a life coach does, especially in my business, is teach why we overeat. Teach why we turn to food when we're feeling sad. Teach why are we turned to food when we had a bad day or when we had a good day and we want to celebrate. What is the association between food and feeling good? That's one part of it. Another part of it is what is our relationship with our own self? What is our level of worthiness that we feel to be able to deserve what we want in life? And a lot of times we don't feel good enough or worthy enough. And to avoid feeling that way, we turn to food for comfort. And so we're in this cycle of wanting to lose weight, but not really fully understanding, hey, if I want to lose weight, then why is it on Saturday when I got in a fight with my spouse the first thing I wanted to do was eat a pint of ice cream afterwards. And so I helped to see the connection between that. And a lot of women believe that the food will make them feel better, but it's very temporary. And afterwards, talking about compounding again, afterwards, when it's all said and done, we're then compounding our feelings with then feeling shame and regret that we did that and we fell off our plan.
0: Yeah. And you can see how derailing it is. Um, So I'm kind of picturing in these scenarios that you're talking about, where you have these intense emotions, that there are these spikes throughout the day, you know, like something happens and it creates these emotional spikes. And I think what you're saying is that in order to stay on track with whatever you're trying to do for your weight loss goals, you have to keep those emotional spikes in check. You have to learn how to calm them down so that you can stay aligned with your plan. And so it's not necessarily just about figuring out what food you're going to eat, but it's about managing those emotional spikes that are going to get you off track.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many ways to do that from so many different perspectives and that would be a whole other podcast. Um, But basically, Women in particular, and this is why I work with women, we're so busy taking care of others that we very rarely check in with ourselves. And so one of the things I have my clients do is set a timer for every hour on their um, iPhone or, or Galaxy is to be able to say, what is, how am I feeling right now? To take a deep breath. How am I feeling right now? I actually do it every time I go to the bathroom. You know? that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. And so I just say, take a deep breath. How am I feeling right now? And I check in with myself. You know, we're so good at checking in with our kids. We can read them so easily. Mm-hmm. We know when they're off and we don't do it with ourselves. And so we usually catch it too late. And so checking with yourself, how am I feeling? That's one way. Another way is when a craving comes along when that urge comes along i work i teach a whole course on urges when a urge comes along to go through the drive-through or to go for a burger or order wasn't planned or to have that pint of ice cream to be present enough with your own emotions and with your own self to be able to take a five second inquiry within why do I want this? What is the
0: problem I'm, I think that this will solve? That's, it's, not, it's, it's not always easy to do. That's so huge if you can help people do that because it seems like it all happens so fast sometimes. And so to be able to slow it down and do that check-in is a huge intervention.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and a really good life coach will hold that space to be able to allow you the time to be able to slow it all down. And as you start to do that work, you get better and better at it, just mm-hmm. like anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, this is so good. So gosh, time flies when you're having fun. We need to wrap up soon. Is there anything else you want to share about the work that you do and how you help people?
1: We covered a lot today. Yeah, I, I think that, we need to bring in a lot of gentleness when we do this work, a lot of self-compassion, and just giving ourselves a break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know And a lot of times we're beating ourselves up for being human. And one of the things I teach my clients is, being a human means that 50 percent of the time we have negative emotions and 50 percent of the time we have positive. And the times that we have negative feelings and emotions and thoughts and all that does not mean that there's something wrong with us. Hmm. And I think our society and the marketing, especially here in the United States, wants to lead us to believe that there's something wrong with us if we're not happy all the time.
0: And what a shift that is to just sit with it, like not try to fix it all the time, maybe just accept it. And like you said, have compassion, be gentle with it.
1: Absolutely. I think that a lot of people, a lot of us are, and I did this for years, but a lot of people are, and I mentioned this before, running around trying to find a cure for being human. And what we haven't learned is how to be okay with the uncomfortable feelings. So one of my mantras is becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable.
0: That's a good one. That's a really good one. Well, I want to end on that note. This, this gives me a lot to think about and I hope it gives others a lot to think about if they're curious to get more information on your coaching, where can people find that?
1: I would love to be able to have uh, my website, right below in the notes, below this um, podcast.
0: You got it. How does that sound? Okay, so we'll leave it there. So if you want any additional information, look on the show notes and we'll have all of Lisa's contact information there. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, You know, you, like I said before, you have been a gift to me and I hope today is a gift to anyone listening um, to start the process of doing this mindset work. It, It really has the power to change your life. So um, I hope for many people, this is just the start of a whole process unfolding. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay. See you soon. Bye everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of healthy habits for life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends. You know, would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me until next week.